to my What's up, what's up everybody, it's your boy Trigger Troy and welcome back to my horror podcast, Man of Horror, where I talk all things scary. Today's going to be a pretty fun episode, I'm going to go over my top 5 final girls and I have to say I love a good final girl. Now if you're listening to my pod, then you know what a final girl is, but in the event that you don't, a final girl is a horror trope that refers to the last girl or woman left alive to both confront the killer and live on to tell the story. Then, after the list, I'm going to review the movie X and provide it my rating, so stick around. Now, let's go ahead and get started. Um, so, in fifth place, we have Julie James from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Now, Julie James is definitely, a, you know, one of the OG final girls from um, the 90s teen horror craze, you know, the time of the screams and the faculty, just, you know, the huge wave of, like, teen horror that came out, but I Know She Did Last Summer is one of the ones that genuinely stuck, and Julie is just perfect in the role of Final Girl. You know, she starts off as a good girl, plans of college, a good life, you know, she seems like, like she's innocent, but then she gets traumatized and becomes, like, almost like a sad emo without the black. <laughs> she um she spends a lot of the movie in this space until she literally comes face to face with her killer and has to fight for her life. She doesn't like and, and just to go back because like I'm covering both I know she did last summer and I still know she did last summer because she doesn't fight as much in the first one. She mostly runs and you know gets away unlike Helen who should have just kept fucking running. Why did she turn around? Jesus Christ, every time I think about it. But <laughs> anyway, you know, um, but the second one, though, Julie is just a bona fide final girl. You know, she's taking charge and she really just becomes a boss once she realizes shit is hitting the fan. And fourth place, we have Nancy Thompson from the OG Nightmare on Elm Street. So clearly this list is mostly OGs because Nancy was a fucking beast. Um Freddie, like, stressed that girl the fuck out. Like, the whole movie. Stressed her the hell out. (laughs) And, like, by the end of the movie, I just remember her looking so damn worn out. And yet, she still, you know, is making traps and and decides to take on Freddie, being the only person left that can do it at that point, you know? And she ends up bringing him back into the real world. So, I would, you know, before I finish that, I would normally say spoiler alert, but... If you haven't seen the OG Nightmare on Elm Street, then that's on you. Total shame. Shame. (laughs) Um, Side note, she mentioned recently the actress, um, Heather Langenkamp. She recently mentioned that she'd love to come back for another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And it's crazy because her character died in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. But, for my horror lovers, Laurie died in Halloween Resurrection and... They just don't even mention it, right? And I guess technically because there was some situation where she, like, died and, um, or was it that she faked her death? I, I'm, I'm thinking of Nightmare, or not Nightmare, I'm sorry, Halloween 6, where there was, like, that whole mention of Lori 
dying in like a car accident or something. But I think that might be in relation to Halloween H2O, even though they tried to split up the time. But okay, I'm getting sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> but the whole point is that, you know, if they could do it a Halloween Resurrection, why not do it with a Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Nancy could totally come back. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but, you know, I'm a writer. And I recently came up with a perfect way for it to work um, and still have all the previous films be canon. So, like, they won't have to X out any of the movies. And I would share that, but I don't need my ideas, though. I'm going to go ahead and write it, then copyright it, and then I'll share. <laughs> just in case. Just You never know. I could be the writer of the next Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Um, and, and also, too, though, I know Robert England would be fucking down. Like, hell yeah, to come back as Freddy one more time? Man, alright, um, third place, and this is the only one on the list that's not, um, you know, one of the OGs, she's a newer final girl, um, that is Erin Harson. If you have seen Your Next, then you know how much of an absolute fucking monster Erin is, like, she's a beast, man, she appears to be, you know, like the standard off-putting college girl sleeping with her professor at a family dinner that no one appears to want her at, right? But then shit gets real, and she becomes the killer's worst nightmare. If you've seen this movie, then, like, you know how ruthless and meticulous the killers were, and apparently she was raised on a survivalist compound. You know, so she makes it to the end and with, like, you know, true final girl grace, I feel. And by the end of the movie, all I was left thinking was, like, if that's how they train you at a survivalist compound, if or when I have kids, I might send mine to one. <laughs> like, fuck sending them, we might all go. Like, I need some of those skills, yo. <laughs> um, in second place, another OG... Hopping back to the OG side. Um, and, you know, again, with the teen horror craze, Sydney fucking Prescott from Scream. Like, if you know me, outside of love and horror, you know my ass loves some fucking Scream. Man, like, I can rewatch the entire franchise any day, and the first one is my all-time favorite horror movie. Um, I can literally... I actually might be rewatching the entire series right now, now that I'm thinking about it. I am, because I just watched Scream 2 yesterday, and I'm going to watch Scream 3 tonight, now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, Cindy is a final girl straight out the gate. Like, she survives being attacked by Ghostface every time, and always has the knowledge of what to do next. When she gets on the screen, you can't look away, like just from the moment and like she has like this look um and i guess that's not so much sydney as it is you know um the actress nev campbell but like there's like this this like squinty eye thing she does when it's like trying to focus or hone in on the fact that you know the killer is on the phone like i don't know it's hard to explain but i'm a weirdo and either way i love it <laughs> um you know, she she defeated Ghostface five times, and considering four of those five times there were two killers, she has killed, like, or, you know, escaped fucking eight killers at this point. Like, 
I think she has more than earned her spot for number two. And she's only number two because number one is just like, come on, right? Um, and so with that, if you're a horror fan, you should already fucking know who the number one final girl is. It's Laurie Strode, a.k.a. Jamie Lee motherfucking Curtis. Like, yo, shout out to Jamie Lee for being like the Halloween final girl for 40 years. Who even does that shit? Like, <laughs> unheard of, man. Um, aside from, like, the trashy timelines, Lori is always just a pleasure to watch. You know, whether she's teenage babysitter Lori from the first two films, um, school headmaster with PTSD in California Lori from H2O, <laughs> or the um, <clears throat> older, secluded, and ready-for-battle Lori from the recent Halloween trilogy. No matter what form, you want to see her make it to the end. Like, you know she will, and you can't wait to see how she stops Michael this time. You know, whichever movie it is, you're just like, okay, how's she going to do it this time? How's she going to do it? <laughs> um, her death and Halloween Resurrections, like I previously mentioned, will never count. And um, actually, you know what? Halloween Resurrections just doesn't count in general. So let's just let's act like that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but this is only part one. Um, I have 20 official favorite final girl so that's gonna be at least three more episodes of this type of list so i hope you enjoy it and um maybe let me know some of your favorite final girls i would love to know cut casper that's a wrap all right all right now let's hop on over and talk about this goddamn movie x <laughs> um it was very interesting the idea was fresh you know um Spoiler alert, the film is about a group of people who are basically aspiring porn stars who um, decide to film on a farm to kind of match their porn story. <laughs> it's it's funny and very interestingly done. Like, um, my first note, I loved seeing Britney Snow. Like, overall, the cast really, really brings you there because, you know, one, with Britney Snow, it was a delight to see her back in horror. Um, I didn't really care for Prom Night, but <laughs> I love her as an actress, you know. Um, Kid Cudi was very interesting in this, too. I fuck with Cudi, and I wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, in more films, because he did pretty good here. And then Jenny Ortega's in it. And listen, I love Jenny Ortega. <laughs> like, she's she is... um. She's just really fucking good. Like, I can't wait to see her as um, Wednesday for, you know, the Addams Family new show on Netflix. But um, she's a new final girl, you know, thanks to Scream 5. And she's just phenomenal, man. She's a great actress. So the cast definitely pulls you in. Um, and then the, the setting, you know, it's a very cool setting. It's based in the 70s. So everything has, like, this old school, grungy feel. Um, and then there's like this it just it just feels old school you know i can't even really break it down any further like it, it just genuinely feels like it's it's you know there's the the movies that you can kind of still tell it was done now i'm almost not 100 percent convinced that this wasn't filmed on like eight millimeter like <laughs> um the killers in here are an old couple and specifically um an old woman named pearl and she is like fucking nuts like and I'm I'm pretty sure the producers like they had to know that people would have been interested in her story because the sequel Pearl came out like 
quick as fuck. I think that's, like, one of the quickest sequel releases I've ever seen. Like, um, but they were pretty right. Like, you watch it and you just wonder, how the hell did she get here? How is she end up like this? Um, what the fuck is going on here? There's something else, you know? And I haven't watched Pearl yet, but I plan on watching it this weekend. And from the clips I've seen, because this is a prequel, she was even more wilder when she was younger. So, I'm, I'm super fucking excited to watch it. With my rating, I gave this a 3 out of 5. First, I gave it a star for watchability. As I said, the plot is different. It's refreshing. And the setting, while familiar, seems different because of the story. And you want to see what happens next. I gave it star number two for kill count. The kills weren't necessarily creative, but there's seven kills in total. Anytime a movie, for me at least, has over five kills with such a minimalized plot, I think it's an achievement, you know? And the last star I gave it is for plot cohesiveness. It's a pretty contained story that plays out in straight-through fashion. So there's no, you know, flashbacks or anything like that. There's no random cutaway scenes that you kind of have to try to work into what the fuck is actually going on now. It's just straight-through horror film like <laughs> so with that you know again i gave it three out of five stars um definitely check that out if you have not seen it and i will definitely um cover pearl in one of my episodes as well but that's all for today folks you know once again i want to thank everybody for stopping by giving me a listen my next episode will be um top five holiday horrors so you definitely want to check that one out Follow my official Instagram page for the podcast, Man of Horror underscore podcast. And until next time, stay spooky, folks. Peace.